Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind-blowing neuroscience of pain, and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real, long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me, and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you, and living your fearless and fulfilling life. So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no-fluff, natural, science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started. I'm going to be talking about a topic that I'm sure everybody can relate to, which is the pain scale, the dreaded pain scale. And so I'm going to be sharing why I hate the pain scale and what we can do about it. So like if you've had any experience with the pain scale, I'm sure you all have. If you're here in this group, you've experienced the pain scale. Thank you, Melissa. I hate the pain scale too. Like how much time have you wasted thinking about your answer to that question? What's your level, what's your pain level from zero to 10? Like, how much do you hate it? How much time have you wasted thinking about your answer to that question and all of that? Because I know I've done it. I know I've wasted my time thinking about my answer to that question. I remember having an episode of abdominal pain and cramping that was so severe that I couldn't breathe, that I was vomiting and I was rolling on the floor. I just could not find a position of comfort. And I remember asking my husband what he thought I should say when we went to the ER, like when they asked me what my pain level was. Like, it was my pain, but I was asking what level of pain he thought it looked like I was in so that I could answer accurately. Like I was already doubting my own perceptions of my own pain before we even got to the ER. Because like, to me, it was a 10 and that was my definition of a 10, but I was worried that I'd be judged for saying that. I oftentimes was just like, I honestly like, don't put too much thought into it. Like, just give me an answer because I'm required to put something in your chart. I do care about how you're feeling, but the number itself doesn't really matter because the way you would describe your pain experience matters more. Chio says, I don't, I don't like how the doctors react surprised. Yeah. When you say nine or a 10. Exactly. And so that's, that's another reason why I hate the pain scale is because it's like, it's like, you're not allowed to answer, um, honestly, when you feel like you're in a nine or a 10 pain and they don't know what to do. Like they're like only in severe instances, rare instances, should anyone ever answer a nine or a 10, but, but yeah. Um, I can understand like the feeling of like fear with answering nine or a 10, um, or anything like, you know, seven or eight or above, like feeling judgment about the reaction you're going to get. And so I'm sure you can relate to that. Um, uh, you may not have actually put a lot of time into thinking about like what your answer was to that question prior to your doctor visits. Maybe you didn't really take too much time thinking about your answer. You just answered honestly, you answer the question honestly. And then um, like just answering with like whatever the first thing is that came to mind uh, in that moment. And then suddenly 
uh, you're met with your uh, integrity being questioned. Uh, maybe you're suddenly being accused of exaggerating or lying or drug seeking, which is all just, you know, we know it's bullshit, but that's, that's suddenly what you're like what the doctor's reactions are. You're not being taken seriously, which is just awful, right? So today I wanted to talk about why I hate the pain scale. I'm sure you all have reasons why you hate it, um, but I'm sharing my reasons why I hate the pain scale and what we can do about it, okay? So a few of the reasons why I um, hate the pain scale or why I think the pain scale sucks. I'm going to list them off and then we're going to share what we can do about it. I'm going to share some tips about what we can do about it. Okay, so number one reason why the pain scale sucks is that it's subjective. It's not objective, right? Like it's kind of just um, a pull a number out of a hat sort of a situation. You tell me what you think your pain is. It's not an objective measure. Number two, so it's not very scientific, right? Number two, it doesn't take into account the degree of suffering that someone is experiencing, which is such a huge component of the pain problem. We don't just feel physical pain without feeling physical suffering along with it. Like, yeah, maybe sometimes we do, but like when we're getting into the higher levels of pain, and it's affecting our ability to function and our ability to think and our ability to do things and feel good and feel happy and um, do the things in life that we find fulfilling. Um, the pain scale doesn't take into account the degree of suffering that goes into that. It is only meant to measure the degree of or the intensity of the physical pain that's being experienced. So that's one reason why the pain scale sucks. Number three, there is no consistent standardized scale that's used widely across clinics and across doctors. So every doctor, every clinic, every individual, every patient has a different def definition of what that scale is. So there is no standardized scale from clinic to clinic so, or from... Um, doctor to doctor or from patient to patient. We all have kind of a different definition of what the scale is. And um, not having that standardization makes it incredibly unscientific and unreliable as a tool. Um, number four, uh, reason why the, the pain scale sucks is that chronic pain is different from regular pain. We all know it. Um, people who have chronic pain are so much better at coping or masking their pain. And so, um, their day-to-day -day pain levels look differently, look different physically than the average, you know, individual who doesn't have pain on a daily basis. And so their pain scale is going to be different than the average individual. Um, and so, and, and chronic pain in, in more ways than one is different from regular pain. Um, it's just a completely different mechanism. And so, um, the scale just doesn't apply well to people with chronic pain, okay? Um, Melissa says, I never know how to factor in my chronic pain to the scale, like I am never a two, right? Um, hopefully some of the tips that I'm gonna share today may help with that, Melissa, um, but we'll see, you know? Um, there may not be a perfect answer to this problem, but nonetheless, um, the reason number five why the pain scale sucks is that thinking about pain actually makes pain worse, right? Like 
every time you go to the doctor, every time you go to the physical therapist, and in more than once sometimes, you're gonna get asked what's your pain level? What is, what is your pain today? And the more you have to think about that, the more you have to tune in and kind of ask yourself, well, I don't know, how much is my pain? What are, how, how intense is it? The more you think about it, the more we tune into that, it's not helpful, right? Like I actually put a poll uh, last week, I think in the group um, asking like, D tell me your opinion. Does thinking about pain make the pain worse? And, and most people answered that that is true. And I believe it is true as well. And unfortunately, the healthcare system has made it a standardized question. That's it's now the fifth vital sign or the fifth, sixth or fifth or sixth vital sign. Like it's required to be asked, what is your pain level? And we're just asking people to tune into that pain more, think about it more and dwell on it more, which is not helpful. Okay. And the sixth reason why I think the pain scale sucks is that the pain scale is not a diagnostic tool. I think that sometimes um, doctors may use that pain scale as a means to help them determine the treatment plan and or the diagnosis. And the pain scale alone, like we said, it has so many flaws. It should never be used in isolation to determine the, the kind of care that someone is going to get. Okay. And if it is, that's not medical care. That is not, um, it doesn't require a doctor to say, Oh, your pain level is a seven out of 10. That means we should give you a certain medication. There's no thought process that goes into it if it's if it's like an equation, right? Like if the patient says X, Y, Z, then this happens. There's no thought that goes into that. There's no other, you know, factors that are considered into that situation. And that is not medical care. And like I said, the pain scale was never meant to be a diagnostic tool. It was never meant to be a tool to be used to determine treatment alone by itself, right? Like other things need to be considered and I think unfortunately sometimes with um, some of the protocols that have been put in place in um, healthcare settings like the, the ER or in some healthcare in some pain management clinics, they have certain protocols that they follow like that says if a certain, um, if a patient answers a certain number, then this happens, which isn't good care in my opinion. So the next thing is what do we do about it? So obviously the pain scale sucks. And obviously, you know, we do need to know like how much pain people are in, but like, what do we do about it? Well, this is kind of, I have four tips for, um, not for healthcare providers, but rather for people who have chronic pain, who are trying to, um, figure out how to use this pain scale best for them. So number one, my number one tip is to people with chronic pain is to stay within the scale from zero to 10. I know that sometimes it can be tempting to want to say my pain is an 11 or higher, a 15 out of 10. And to any healthcare provider, automatically that is going to sound like an exaggeration. It's going to sound like you're being illogical because obviously there is no 11 out of 10, right? You cannot be higher out of 10 on the scale because I didn't give you that like I gave you a threshold, you can't pass the threshold. And if you're going to do that, you're going to seem 
non-compliant. You're going to seem like an exaggerator. And I, I'm saying this with love, with, um, I don't know. I, I'm saying this as ad advice to be taken more seriously as much as it sucks to sometimes stay within the confines of that shitty scale because the scale itself is broken. But if you, don't, if you go outside of that 10 out of 10, it's going to sound exaggerated and you're not going to be taken seriously. And this is coming from someone who's been in the healthcare setting. Doctors are just going to roll their eyes and they're, they're, they're not going to take things seriously, unfortunately. So what I recommend, number one, is stay within the scale. Be honest about your pain level and try to separate as much as you can the degree of severity of suffering that you're experiencing from the physical experience of pain. That's what I can recommend to you is that you can't try to convey the severity of what you're feeling, what you're suffering from and what you're suffering with by using those pain scales. They just want to know the physical experience that you have. And they hold a belief, doctors will hold the belief that a 10 means that you can't hold a normal conversation and they cannot comprehend that you have the ability to be in a 10 out of 10 pain and still hold a, hold a normal conversation. So if you're going beyond that scale, they're, they're not going to understand that. They're not going, their scientific mind is like, that's not even an answer. So how can you say that, you know? Um, so try to stay within that scale and try to separate the suffering component, the emotional component that comes with pain from the physical experience of pain. That's the best advice I can give you on that one. Number two, yeah, Melissa says, I can go to work at a nine. Of course, because you have to, right? Like you have to do, you have to do it. Um, but yeah, you're really good at masking. You're really good at pushing through. That's what you've done. You've done it for years and years because you have to. And it sucks. And doctors are not going to understand that, okay? My second tip is to be as specific as you can about your answers. And this may make you seem like, you know, an annoying patient to whatever provider you're talking to, but I don't care because you, you don't want to try to minimize your pain into one specific, one arbitrary number when your pain is extremely complicated. Okay, so you have to be more specific. When they ask you, what is your pain level from zero to 10? You need to ask a follow-up question. I would love to answer that question for you. I would love to explain to you what I'm going through because I think it will be important for my care, but I need to ask you, what do you mean? What part of my pain are you asking me about? Do you, are you asking me about my pain on average all over my body at all times or the pain just in my shoulder right now? Do you mean the pain that's going on at my shoulder at rest or when I'm walking? Like, what are you asking me? Do you mean the pain that's going on in my back when it's at its worst level? Like how high can it go? Or are you asking me about my pain level on average at baseline in my back, right? Are you asking me about my pain level in my hands when I'm having a huge flare up or on average at baseline? So you kind of have to ask these clarifying questions so that they can understand that your pain is more complex than they're trying to give it. And ultimately, if they just say, I don't care, I just need a number to put in the chart, then just give them a number. If, if they're not using that to actually determine 
like what you're feeling like they just need a number to put a number down then just give them a number because it doesn't matter but try to be as specific as possible try to get them to see that your pain is more complex and it varies it varies depending on time of day it varies depending on if you're in a flare-up or not it varies depending on if you're asking if the pain is in my shoulder or in my back it varies depending on position it varies depending on activity you know and so yeah i might be sitting here in front of you today in zero out of ten pain but if I stand up and walk around for five minutes, then I might be in a 10 out of 10 pain. So it just depends. And you have to be clear with your provider on what it is that you're talking about. Because if you wrote all of those numbers down, like specifics of each of them, you would see that they're all across the board. They're all different for the most part, right? So that is my number two is to be as, as specific as possible. Tip number three is to be consistent about your answers and the way that you're going to do this like i said before is that there is no consistent pain scale there's no like standardized um, pain scale that's used across every clinic or every provider and everyone every individual person every human being has a different definition of what they think the pain scale is and so here's how you get around it you have to be consistent on your own because what really, really matters, that tool should be, that pain scale tool should be used as a means for doctors to see if you are improving or not. Uh, is your pain getting better with the treatment that I've administered or not? And if it's not, I need to change it. If it is fantastic, we should continue doing that. The only way that they can tell if you're getting better or not, aside from a long paragraph description of how you're feeling, the only way they can determine if you're getting better or not is by using that pain scale. And the only way that you can make sure that that pain scale is a reliable tool is to be consistent in the definition of your pain scale that you use every single time. So the way that I recommend that you do that is to bring your own scale that has a definition of a description, a word, like a sentence or a paragraph de description of each number on that scale. What does zero mean? What does one mean? What does two mean? What does three mean? It should include some level of functional ability in that description. And once you've determined what that scale is for you, you can find some on the internet, you can make your own scale, honestly, but whatever that scale is for you, once you've kind of come up with that, I'm going to then you're going to stick with it and use it every single time you go to the doctor. And so then you're going to look at that and say, okay, you asked me a specific question about my back pain when I'm standing up for longer than five minutes. This is my pain level when I'm standing up with my back for more than five minutes is a six out of 10, according to this scale. You're going to use that scale at every single doctor visit. You should have it screenshotted on your phone or a physical copy um, printed out that you're going to bring with you. Your doctor or your healthcare provider does not need to know what your defined scale is. It doesn't necessarily matter. What matters is that you are using that same scale consistently so that you know and they know that you are improving or not. It's the most objective way that we can make it more objective, right? So if you don't have a defined scale, and you haven't already downloaded a copy of my um, pain and symptom scale, and you're wondering, how do I get that? 
um, please just comment. Let me know. Like, just say, hey, pain and symptom scale in the comments, and I will DM you. I will direct message you a copy of that pain and symptom scale. It's a free download. It's two pages. Print it out fill it out and take it with you to your doctor visits. It has a consistent scale on it. You can tweak that scale and make it your own if you want to. If not, just use that one and go from there. All right, so again, if you don't have a copy of the pain and symptoms scale, I will give it to you for free. It's easy, just comment and I will get it to you. Okay, now my fourth tip is to ditch the pain scale altogether any other time outside of your doctor visits. In your day-to-day -day life you shouldn't be using the pain scale right like we already talked about how shitty the pain scale is why it's not helpful to think about what your pain levels are so there's no reason to really focus on the pain scale outside of your doctor visits the only time you should ever use that pain scale is when you have to go to the doctor and they basically force you to answer that question instead of using the pain scale in your day-to-day -day life, I recommend using something called nervous system alarm sensitivity. And you can use that to track your progress on your own to say, hey, am I getting better? Am I getting worse? Are my symptoms getting better or worse? Because you do wanna be tracking that kind of thing to see how you're doing, how the treatments that you're trying are, if they're working or not. But instead of focusing on pain, you're focusing on alarm sensitivity or the alarm sensitivity of your nervous system, okay? And so basically, what does that mean? I have some posts uh, that I've made about alarm sensitivity in the group here. If you're wondering more on alarm sensitivity, I'd be happy to tag you in those. So if you're interested, let me know just in the comments section, just write the words alarm sensitivity and I will tag you in those posts. You can learn more about alarm sensitivity, but that's what I recommend you kind of track on your day-to-day -day basis instead of your pain level, okay? Yes, and so <clears throat> one more thing about that, what, thinking about pain level is kind of thinking about the volume of the pain, like how loud is it? How loud are our speakers? And there's not much that we can do, like we don't have much control over the volume, over the output. What we do have control over, however, is the volume control dial. So alarm sensitivity, nervous system alarm sensitivity is much more like that volume dial. We have more control over the volume control dial than we do over the actual loudness. Okay, so focusing on the volume dial is going to be help, more helpful than focusing on the loudness of the pain. So. Like I said, again, number four is in your own, in your everyday life, outside of your doctor visits, I recommend ditching that pain scale altogether and using um, the, my phone is going off like crazy, sorry, I'm gonna mute it. And using the alarm sensitivity to track your um, progress instead of the pain scale, okay? So one more time, four things that, four tips that I have for you in regards to using the pain scale. Number one is to stay within the scale. Try to stay from zero to 10 as much as possible. Be honest about your pain. Don't downplay it, but stay within that scale and try to separate your physical, your suffering, your degree of suffering from the physical experience that you're feeling. Number two is to be as specific as possible as you can about your answers. Make sure you clarify what type of pain are you talking about. 
when are you talking about this thing? Like, at what time of day? During what activity? During what movement? Be specific as possible. Number three, be consistent about your answers by using the same well-defined pain scale at every single doctor visit. And number four, ditch the pain scale completely outside of your doctor visits and use nervous system alarm sensitivity instead. Okay, so those are my tips. I think the pain scale sucks. I hate it. I wish I could get rid of it altogether, but it seems like it's not going anywhere anytime soon in the healthcare system. So if you can't beat them, we can try these techniques to try to make it slightly better. Hopefully that answers some of your questions, Melissa, about the pain scale and got some clarity on it. I will for sure send you a copy of the um, pain and symptom scale. We'll DM you if you're still listening. And that's it for today. So I hope this was helpful. Let me know in the comments if this was helpful, if you learned something new, if you took away something that you can use in the clinic to hopefully get your doctors to understand what you're going through better and to communicate what you're going through better. And that's the whole point, right? So I will let you go and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, Battling Chronic Pain with Neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning.